Yo, what is good? Above the Rim Sports Card Podcast, episode four. We're on four already? Yeah, we are. Big Mike, King Midas, the Savage. I'm here with my man, Omar. Well, you guys know him as Omar. I call him OJ. What up, what up? OJ's uh, he's a beast. He's a beast in the game now. He's uh, he's fairly new, but he dove dove in head first, didn't you? I, I damn sure did. Damn sure did. I'm also here with uh, my man Timmy. What's up, everybody? And uh, we got uh, Vin. Where you at, Vin? I'm finding my happy place. What's up, <laughs> <I'm Vin>. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Today we're gonna talk about wax prices. All about wax. Wax on, wax off. Mr. Yes. Miyagi. Yes, sir. So what up, Tim? Lead us, Tim. Tim keeps us on keeps us on the train tracks here. I try. I go, I go off the fucking rails real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I can sometimes derail, but no, we're um yeah, we it's it's gonna be pretty simple today because we're 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 really on one topic, um, and that's just the pricing of wax. Uh, we can, whatever, it, it, it will be fine. Um, all right, so let's do this. Let's just start with today. Uh, let's go on today's 2019-20 season. Um, it's still here. It's still fresh. It's still new. Uh, we are currently in the playoffs, so there are some big rookie names in the playoffs right now. Um, but let's start about 2019-20 wax prices before Zion debuted. Um, Let's talk about, I think, Prism. Prism was probably the first real product, aside from, like, hoops. Uh, but Prism was the first product released with Zion in the product and uh, also prior to his debut. So let's talk about that first, Mike. Uh, Prism, I remember it very nicely. I was, like, one of the first people to grab Prism, in retail at least, <laughs> which actually came out before the hobby. So uh, that was a pretty big deal then. And wax prices... From and from retail, were insane at the time. Like uh, Zion, Zion um, base was going for over a hundred originally, and then eventually it dropped all the way down to like thirty-five dollars. When he was hurt, uh, right? When yeah. they found out, when we found out that he wasn't going to be starting the season. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, the, I mean, you know. Also, now Mike, you, you were grabbing you were grabbing retail prism when you could grab retail. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything since. <laughs> I think I think I got lucky once. <laughs> so back then, what was uh, do you remember what the prices were on the hobby box? On hobby, I feel like they were maybe four hundred. I was going to okay. say right four fifty. Yeah, that like sounds that. about right. I think even on yeah hobby boxes were probably between four to five hundred at some point. I remember. Prism retail being as low as oh I'm sorry I, I meant I meant Prism retail that's kind of oh, what okay. we're using as the standard is uh, yeah kind of like a Prism retail <laughs> box yeah exactly yeah all right so even that I mean I I remember Prism retail being under three hundred and Prism cello boxes yeah Prism cello boxes were about one sixty one seventy two forty nine for a box of Prism retail could you imagine yeah yeah no it was definitely that low I think it was two hundred because I got a, I got two boxes for Christmas. Yeah, and like Santa. you said, I, like you said, I'm I'm fairly new. So the lowest I ever bought a a, a Prism a retail box was three hundred and twenty dollars, and even that I would uh I would fall over if I saw those prices again. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's long gone. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that. I mean, but if you look at the 
the chart, I want to say that was five weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I purchased that box, those boxes I bought on July 5th. It is now August 18th. So we're to, what are we talking? Um, six weeks. Yeah. So six in six weeks, the boxes went from $320 to last week they were as high as $800. I think now they're settling back down around seven, seven fifty at the moment. But yes. um, but yeah, I mean we we basically um, over doubled the price in about six weeks. Yeah. Which is which is pretty crazy considering now. Even prior to even prior to Zion's debut, we take a look at Ja Morant now, and we're like, okay, Ja Ja Morant, his his want, you know, the want of the card was was still pretty high, but value wise wasn't as much as what it is today. So, you know, Ja Morant pricing in general is, is doubled over the course of the last, you know, over the season. Let's just say from stupid low prices now to it's probably tripled even at the, at, at this point. So I, I think that I think that with with Ja and Zion now now heading into the fact that they've been playing, we we see the prices of, of Prism or, or just wax in general going up. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So five five weeks ago, I, I look for when I buy wax, I look for discrepancies. And five weeks ago I came to Mike and I said the Prism Hobby Box is $1,300. The retail Prism with 18 packs in it is $325. It's a $1,000 difference. Mm-hmm. You could pull a Silver Zion in the retail the same way you could pull in a Hobby. Yes, you probably have a better chance and the odds are greater, but the same card is in that box and there's a $1,000 difference. So... Me and Mike jumped on that, and uh, here we are today, and that price just kept moving up in those boxes. Yeah, I mean, it's been going little by little. It was, you know, 320 then I think I bought back in at, like, 420 and then I bought back in at 550 uh, You know, I think we bought back in at 7 who knows what, <laughs> not too long ago, yeah. uh, 650 or so. Um and they went as high as 800 okay, settling back down. I mean, this is going to be across the board. We, you know, we're using uh, Prism Retail as, a, as the uh, standard. Um, but, I mean, you could look at the Mosaic Fast Break I was buying, 450 bucks probably uh, five yeah. or six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That no, went as high as – yeah, it went as high as – it went as high as eight fifty a couple of days ago. I think right now you could probably get one for seven fifty eight hundred. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that one doubled uh, a little more than doubled um, in about six weeks. Um, yeah, and really, it's the uh, it's the big three. You got Blowout, Dave and Adams, and Steel City, and they're the ones that are are making these prices. I mean, yeah, they, absolutely. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Whatever they're setting they, the market. Absolutely, right. You no, know, because they'll have it at one price, and then they jump, and then and then the other two follow suit. And what other choice do you have other than to pay those prices? Yeah. Right, right. You no, know? so I'd be on Dave and Adams and see blowout jump another hundred and fifty bucks and try to hurry up and grab it from mm-hmm. one of the other two before <laughs> they jump. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always, you know, they always follow suit. 
Right. Yep. And, and then that's kind of what you do. You kind of check all three and say, okay, well, this one already jumped. This one didn't jump yet. So, um, you know, they're probably going to follow soon. Uh, might as well jump on that. The other thing I like to look at is if you look at those uh, websites, they always like have the, the pricing crossed out and then give you what their price is. Um, I find that that crossed out price is where they're headed to next. So like they might be, you know, 750 crossed out and say, um, you know, 699 for the box. Yeah. Well, I know that that means that they are going to go to 700 in a few days or a couple of days, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like get so, it while you can. <laughs> right. It's kind of like they're warning, like, hey, here's where we're headed. <laughs> so jump in now if you want, you know? Yeah. And you absolutely. know what, what sucks is I keep seeing these pre-orders and thinking uh, like, you know, oh, well, that's too high. You know, it's not going to go up higher than that. And then like so fucking wrong I've been yeah. as far as that goes, you know? So, so I'm glad you brought up the pre-orders because, you know, when you're talking about wax, obviously you're trying to find best pricing. And I find if you have the, the money to tie up and let sit for a little bit, you jump in on the early pre-orders because, you know, even the pre-orders will continue to increase pricing as the release date gets sooner, gets yes. nearer. So by the time, you know, you think you're pre-ordering a week before, well, guess what? That's basically what it's going to release at. So, you know, you really want to go a couple months ahead of time if you have, again, if you can tie it up. But that's where you're going to get the, the, the real deals at, you know, because by the time it comes and re actually releases, inevitably, and I get what you're saying, Mike, as far as like, you know, you're taking a look and it's like, man, that seems high for, for the hobby box. It didn't come out. And, and then inevitably, if they're pre-ordering at 700 and, and the release date's not for another month, that box is going to release at 850, 900 bucks. It's, it's inevitable, you know? Yeah, no. So the example I would have right now would be that what, what's coming out soon, Optic Contenders? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I've seen that pre-order at five fifty, and I'm looking at it. and I'm like, it's one pack for five fifty. Uh, I don't remember how many autos is it. And I'm like, it seems a little high. But what is it now? Like eight hundred. Right. You know? Something like that. And, and the same thing happened with the uh, with the Chronicles hobby box that just released. I think I remember seeing at one point we were going to be able to pre-order that at seven hundred, seven fifty, and uh, and when it released, it was a thousand dollars or so. You know. Um, yeah, no, that and that one I actually was able to grab one box for five fifty, right. and that pre-order was yeah, five fifty. Yeah. I was gonna say five, yeah, okay, it was even lower than that, right? Yeah, yeah. five fifty, and then by the time it came out, they're selling for like a thousand. Yeah, know? right. So yep. now my question to you, Mike. So bringing up pre-orders and you know ordering from Panini Direct as as we're looking at the um, Contenders Optic being released soon. Normally what ends up happening is they'll release the first off-the-line product and then they'll release the full hobby product with multiple packs. Now, for, for people who are newer to the hobby in general, um, do, you, do, you try and, do you try and see if people can snag uh, these boxes from Panini or like, do you think it's, it's almost near impossible? No, well, if, if the release is a Dutch auction and every single Dutch auction that happens, whatever the, bot the bottom is, you, you always make money. Right. You and, buy and, it at the right point, you mm -hmm. always make money. You, don't, right. you can't lose. And, and, and for the people who don't know what a Dutch auction is or never seen it, so Panini, Panini offers this thing called the Dutch auction where 
they start at some like crazy ceiling price and then gradually, what is it like every 15 minutes? Five, I think it's five. Every five, five minutes, every couple right? minutes, yep. So they'll, they'll drop down the price by like, you know, 25 or 50 bucks, depending on what the product is. And then, you know, it, it, it's always a question of when is the time to buy? Like, right. Like w- when do you go in on that? But uh, <laughs> by the time you think about it, you're like, oh, this is a good price. And then they're gone. <laughs> yeah. No, you gotta, you definitely have to have a good, uh, a, you know, like a benchmark yeah yeah and saying if it hits this number i'm all i'm all over it and just be okay with okay well maybe it'll drop a little further than that you know and and i might be pissed about it but i'm okay with this number so i'm jumping in on it you know yeah. and then and then if you have the money and you buy one every time it drops then uh you know you average that out to right. a price also you yep know, you get your weighted average so. yep right because Absolutely. like if, if, if you look at what I always like to do, if I'm ever able to get my hands on something like that, I mean, what I would do is I would buy it, probably let it sit for a bit, watch some breaks and just to see what's coming out of the product and then kind of make my decision on whether I want to buy or sell or, or hold at that point. Okay. Yeah. And, and then also what Panini does is it's straight up, uh, not always a Dutch auction. They just release it. Yeah, they'll just and release that, it. And you that need, you need a bot or something. For yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. some fast fingers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost impossible. What, what was the product, Mike, that, um, that had the Dutch auction that I was trying to jump in on, but I, I didn't have a login created? Was that um, – that was Mosaic yeah, first off the mosaic. line? yeah. I think that yeah. was Mosaic first off the line. So yeah, that's what happened. It was a number I said to him. I think it was like, what did it end up selling out at? Six, uh, like 670 or six fifty. Like just seven. under 600. Yeah. It was just under 700. Right. So I, I remember it was like at 725. And I'm like, all right, I'm going in on this, you know? And I went to go in. I went to buy it. Panini, I didn't have a login set up. And you have to have one. I didn't realize. So. Then I, by the time I got it, got it set up, it went to the 680 something, and I'm like, oh, even better. By the time I put the order in, done, sold out, no more. Yeah. So you know, you really got to have a number in your head that that you know isn't going to be too low because you know is unrealistically low, but that if it hits that number, you you're jumping all over it. You know. Right. So now now heading into the playoffs, right? So like we've seen, we've seen the prices jump not only because of John Zion, but like. You know, Harrow was kind of uh, stepping up uh, big time. Brandon Clark was stepping up big time. Uh, we've seen names come out of the blue, like Keldon Johnson, Darius Baisley, uh, Cam Johnson for the Sun. So, like, now these guys are chases, right? But on the other on the other side, look at what LeBron has done, right? So, like, LeBron almost single handedly changed the market for 1920. Uh, not, you know, not only with his mosaic releases with the, with the Cavs uniforms, uh, and those MVP, uh, parallels, but like even just everything in his Laker uniform, like we talked about in the last podcast, right? So that Laker stuff is a chase Kawhi, you know, Kawhi and the Clipper Durant. And so that these guys been in the league for 10 plus years, but now like we're looking at, it's like almost like forget rookies. Look, look what the veterans are doing now. Right. But yeah, isn't that Go ahead. No, I'm saying I feel like it's about fucking time. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you go through all these cards, and you're like, well, this ain't worth shit. This ain't worth shit. It, like, if it wasn't a rookie, it wasn't worth anything. Finally, these guys are getting their due. Like, why? Why shouldn't this 
uh, LeBron Silver be worth some money Correct. just because it's this, you know, 15th year card or something. Well, I feel, like, I feel like it's a lot of the newer investors coming in that can't afford the LeBron rookie that's, you know, astronomical amount of money. Correct. But they can afford the LeBron Silver Laker jersey where he will probably retire and be known as a you know, you're going to know LeBron as a Cav, a Heat, uh, a Miami Heat, and Laker. Like, that's yeah, it. that's it. So, they feel like, oh, if I collect the Laker uniform, at least I know that's – it's like his Laker rookie, you know? Right. That was right. just going to say, like, the 2018 optic, I think it is, um, that has been skyrocketing in his Laker uni. <laughs> As a base um, card. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's basically like they're treating that like his Laker rookie card. Yeah, Same correct. thing with, with ADs. That's more important to them because they right. can't afford the, the cab rookie, the real rookie. Right, you know? mm-hmm. right. So so not only do you have your Zion and your Jaws to chase, now you have your Kawhi Clipper jersey, you have your KD next jersey, you have your AD Lakers jersey. That, that This is basically his rookie card. I've right. seen in some places some of his Laker uh, Laker rookies are going for more than some of his Hornets rookies, you know? So it's like – Do first-year Miami jerseys? Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a shift in the market for, for sure. Right. So now, now with the exit of Ja and Zion from the playoffs, right? So, like, now we're, we're watching guys. Like, yeah, all right, so the playoffs are still exciting because there's still players to watch. Uh, we got a lot of guys, a lot of rookies that were kind of sitting on the back burner all season. Now they're making their 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 Showtime debuts here. So now with the exit of John Zion, where do we see prices uh, of wax now? Are are they kind of settling or are they dropping? Like what what are you what are you guys seeing? I I think I think they're settling down right now. I feel like they dropped a little. Some of them went on sale today. I saw some boxes were cheaper than they were last week. Yeah, no, definitely. I've seen drop. Some of these boxes drop by a hundred. Some drop by fifty. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know they're settling down a little bit, which is fine because I mean, it was which we a little need bit out of fucking hand. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it's it's not a bad thing. And and look, I, honestly, it's it's some buying opportunities for some people because you're gonna see your Zion's go down in price. Um, you're gonna see the wax go down in price because the big rookies aren't involved in the playoffs right now. Um, on the flip side, and we'll, we're going to get into this uh, in a few minutes, you're seeing your 18 stuff go crazy because Luka is in the playoffs and, right. and 17 Tatum is in the playoffs. You know, So um, while, the, while the 19 prices are going to go down, um, it, it's just kind of shifting around. So that might be some, some buying opportunities. It seems like a lot of people are down on Zion um, at the moment, which – might be a little crazy, maybe not, but um, you know, I think it provides some buying opportunities which we haven't had in a little bit because these prices have just been going so crazy, you know. Right, and uh, I did hear, you know, somebody brought it up. I think it was in our in our group that like uh, Zion base mosaics were like down under forty bucks or something like that when that was consistently like a sixty dollar card. So mm-hmm. yeah, so to your point, you know, they're they're always there's aside from the off season. <laughs> You know, there's always going to be there's always going to be a, a, a buying point like, you know, buy during injuries, buy during, you know, uh, rest periods or, or something like that, because mm-hmm. just like just like we talked about normal stocks. Right. So real 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 life stocks. Right. Performance is up, you know, like the stocks Stock are up. Is up. Performance is down. Stocks are down. So, you know, buy buy low, sell high. But um, so now, OJ, you, you brought up uh, you brought up Luca. So with 18 and 19. Right. So we kind of just talked about 
earlier threads, right? Like something so simple as Panini threads being like a crazy high amount. And, you know, because of, because of a guy like Luka Doncic, who's, who's like single-handedly uh, owning the, owning the market. Right. Yeah. So where, where, um, where, where are you seeing the flow of uh, 18, 19 right now? Uh, I mean, eighteen, nineteen is is absolutely skyrocketing, um, and it's because Luca. People are realizing that Luca is. I mean, what's he? Twenty years old, and he put, he's putting up forty two points in his first playoff game um, after having a bum uh, ankle or whatever he left the game with. Came back and put up forty two or whatever it was. Um, but you know, he's he's the real deal. People are starting to realize that, and they're chasing all eighteen, nineteen product. Um, you see it in. I mean, let's take the let's say you know since we're talking about wax, let's take the uh, the optic fast break box, and I and I only bring this up because it's a box I bought like two weeks ago. Okay. Um, literally two weeks ago, I bought it for seven hundred bucks, and now the playoffs started. Luca did his thing in the bubble. Now he's doing his thing in the playoffs. That box right now is going on blowout for one thousand dollars. So yeah. we're talking about a $300 increase in literally two weeks, less than two weeks. Yeah, um, I that's... bought that box on August 3rd, you know? Um, so, yeah, pretty much two, two full weeks right there. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it's sick. I mean, the hobby box, I mean, the, uh, the NBA, listen to this one. The NBA Hoops 2018 hobby box, we're talking about NBA Hoops. I bought it two weeks ago for $450. That box is now on blowout for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, see. Oh, and we're so talking NBA hoops. A, now, if you were a shark or like a, a guy like a like, I don't want to throw his name out, but like a Gary V, you would buy. Five I'm not going to throw his name out, but I'll throw it out. I think everybody knows his name buy, already. You so. buy, buy five hundred of those boxes and hold for two weeks. Right. But now, here's my thing: as an investor standpoint. When do you sell those those wax, those sealed wax boxes? Like if I, so if I bought five hundred boxes five weeks ago with Prism, I already tripled my money now today. I would have sold half of them and kept another half for next season. That's just my investment standpoint. What I would do. Yeah, I mean, like that. That's that. That's a question. That's a question I had coupled down here. But I mean, yeah, like. Oh my bad! I jumped the gun. No, Sorry, no, Tim. it's it's okay. No, it's okay because we, we're going to go back to it anyway because there's there's like there's more to talk about on that one. But like, so let, let's go back to this eighteen nineteen. Obviously, Luca Trey was the big chase, but now you have guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander, right? right? Who's who's come out of nowhere? I mean, he wasn't really like the high end chase. I mean, people were saying his name, but like now he's breaking out. He's like one of the premier one of the pr- premier performing point guards in the league. Um, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. Before he got hurt, he was making his presence, making his name known. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lonnie, a guy like Lonnie Walker, who was just kind of sitting in the in the in the background. Now the Spurs, I think the Spurs next year they'll they'll put a better team on the floor. A guy like Lonnie is going to make a big difference. Marvin mm-hmm. Bagley, if he can keep if he can stay fucking healthy for one for one season, I think, it, dude, these guys are going to be nuts. Michael Porter Jr. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Forget about Michael Porter Jr. His cards have been going insane yeah so i mean like obviously this is we we know i think we know the the answer to this question but at the end of the day how does the performance of players in the game affect the pricing of wax knowing what we know yeah greatly uh affects the, the price of wax 
I feel know. like Luca specifically is. I know you're mentioning these other guys, but I feel like right. he is. He is definitely driving this eighteen nineteen. Right, right now he's single handedly increasing Absolutely. this eighteen, and that's only because you know the rest of the guys we're talking about. Yeah, you got Lonnie is in there. Uh, Shea Gilgis is in there, but like Trey Young's not playing. Um, Bagley's yeah. not playing. JJJ's not playing. None of those yeah. guys are playing. Um, it's literally Luca that's driving this market, um, and that is because people are realizing that hey, he's the real deal. He's young. Um, he's literally a game changer. And not only that, he's got a global market. And, and that's something that we can't really say for a lot of these other guys. He's an international guy, and he's got an international following behind him, which is, uh, is a game changer when you're dealing with, uh, with card prices. Yeah. And, they, and they see what, what happens. With, like, look at his prism card also. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at it, the way it, it rose up. And, I mean, hoops. You're talking about how much for the box of hoops, did you say? Um, it jumped now to $750 for a hobby <laughs> box of hoops. Okay, if you hit yeah. a Luca rookie in that hobby box, it's a graded one's not even worth that much money. Right, but you got to so, hit a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, you need, yeah, you need more than one. But really, I'm thinking people are looking ahead. Like, they're not looking at what it is now. I think right. you got to look at what it will be. If you right. pull that loop. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know we're talking about wax, but we are talking about, like, Luca's uh, uh, NBA hoops price. Like, we were buying that PSA 10. We were buying his NBA hoops up for 100 bucks or less than 100 bucks. you know, not too long ago. Yeah. And, uh, and right now, what are they going, 250 300 you know? No, I, uh-huh. Yeah, no, they're yeah. up there. They're up yeah. there. Um, so, you know, you, you have, uh, you have these low end cards that are starting to increase because like, I think Vinny touched on it earlier because when people get priced out of the expensive cards, their prism, their silver prism, um, they look for the, the, the cheaper options, you know, your, your yeah, hoops, your chronicles, um, things like that. You right, know? Exactly. Any, any, anything, you, anything you get your hands on cheap. And then obviously once you grade it, it's only going to, it's only going to multiply from there. And, right. you know, I, I don't want to go too old as far as, cause we'll, we'll have a, we'll have another podcast for, for older stuff, but even, you know, just even for two years ago uh, in 17, mm-hmm. 18, you have Jason Tatum and, and Donovan Mitchell, probably the two biggest names there. Um, and then you got guys like, you know, Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox. Their John, prism, even, yeah. Their prism boxes have rose. Not really the optic right. yet. The optic I, I, I was really just going to say. Um, you, you have, you have now, now, um, the 17 boxes are starting to catch up, but since you don't have, say a Luca, um, it's not going at the rate that That the 18 product is. However, the more Tatum, Tatum, Tatum did well yesterday. Donovan Mitchell has been playing out of his mind. Um, so the more these guys play well in this playoffs, Best believe the 2017 product will follow suit. Yeah. Right, and, and and just touching on the on the on the optic product, right? Because we said Prism is up there, but optic not yet. I think to a collector standpoint too, there's there's obviously you know there's always going to be like a sex appeal factor when it comes to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 17, 18 rated rookie cards are not sexy looking to me. I mean, unless you have a color match parallel like a like a Tatum green on green or a fast break parallel like. I don't know. The the optic doesn't really do it for me. I think the optic cards this year are way better looking than than they were last year uh, for the yeah. seventeen eighteens. Well, with like the blue and white border and all that. Yeah, it was just a little yeah. too much for me. It was it was it was too much. The optics this year, or even last year too, 
much more simpler, cleaner product. Yeah, I also like this uh, this year's optic better with like especially just in the silver hollows, like the borders, the silver, as opposed to Jason Tatum's year, you had to you had to really know if it was a silver or not. They look, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's more it's more prominent now. Yes. So now. Mike, for some, I mean, even, even, I mean, like for somebody like you who has a lot of product, right. For people that are new to the hobby, how, how do you contain yourself from ripping boxes? (laughs) (laughs) That's the million dollar question. Like, I think personally, I've like over the course of lines and whatnot in in Facebook groups, I had like 13 prism cellos at one point, you know, just blasters coming in every, I, I, I fucking ripped everything, dude, just because I love that. I love that shit. I, I can't hold on. So how let people know how, how do you hold how do you hold yourself from doing it? Oh, don't get it wrong. I have my uh my moments where I break and, and rip rip all kinds of stuff, but really it's willpower, man. You gotta just you can't you can't rip it all. You're not yeah. going to come ahead ripping it. <laughs> right. I mean, you're, you're not going to come ahead ripping it all. Yeah, and I think that that's the that's the point there is that um, I think that it's been proven over the long run that ripping wax isn't necessarily a profitable activity. So if yeah. you're ripping wax to for for uh, entertainment, look, we all like we all love opening packs. We all love seeing what's in there, hoping for the best. Um, but at the end of the day, over the long run, ripping wax isn't going to be a profitable activity. So if you're in this for investment purposes and, you know, to make some money, um, then, you know, ripping wax isn't necessarily the route you want to go. Um, no, like, we, like, like we just said about Luca, you know, you rip open that whole hobby box of NBA hoops, you, even if you get two Lucas. You may not make your money back. You know, yeah, you got to no. find like a silver Luca or, you know, and, you know, so the, the more now look, if you if if we're talking about back when the prism retail box was 300 bucks, you know, maybe it's a little more likely. OK, may, you know, not not so hard to decide to rip it and feel like you could make your money back on on the on the hits. Yeah. You know? Back when prism was well, not really, because I sold my silver Zion january for a thousand dollars this makes Vinny cry <laughs> every, time, every time but yeah uh, look no. um you know and i think that that, that that's gonna kind of lead into tim's uh next question you know about the right time to buy and sell right um but you know you got same thing like we said on the price point to buy you got to have a price point to sell and you yeah, say, okay, absolutely. well, if this if this hits three x or two x or four x or whatever it is you have in your mind, um, then you know, okay, I'm going to sell this. And if it keeps going up after that, that's fine. I made my money, and now I'm going to reinvest that into something else, you know, right. and make right. more money that way. Correct. And yeah, that's that's one thing I, I specifically learned, you know, after kind of doing not as bad of a Vinny move, but. You know, if you're, if you're using, if you're using them, no, hey, no problem, man. <laughs> at the end of the day, when it comes to investment purposes, you know, there's no, in, 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 in no hobby or in, in no thing in life, right? Can you, are you going to make 100% the right decision, right? So you have to make mistakes in order to, in order to become more successful, right? Absolutely. So, but like the only thing is when it comes to cards, and again, I bring, I, I keep bringing up the point of stocks, like. If if you in your mind think it's the right move and you're going to use that money to reinvest in other in other in other options or in, in other um, in other stocks, then that's then that's fine. But if you're selling, if you're offloading, 
under comps and on and way under what the actual card value is at the time, like then that's when you need to re, you know reevaluate what you're in the hobby for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, there's a like we said, there's a time to you know. It could always keep going up after you sell. It could go down after you sell. Um, right. You know, but sometimes you you take a look at it and you say, okay, well, if I continue to hold this, um, where where can I expect it to go, and how long is that going to take? So if you just had a two or three x increase in, in let's say like three, four, five, six weeks, like we're talking about, has been going on recently, um, then. then you know, and you say, okay, well, I think by next year, maybe increase another hundred bucks. All right, well, do I really want to hold this card or this box of cards um, for a whole nother year or six months just to make that extra hundred bucks? Or am I, am I okay selling it, reinvesting it, and I'll make more than that hundred bucks over the next six months? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and to kind of touch on what you said before um, or what we talked about before, you know, between buying and selling, like, you know, once you see a guy who's hurt, right? So, like, the time to buy Zion was when he was recovering from knee surgery mm-hmm. and before he was playing. Cause, you know, because we, were, we were going from $30, $30 base prisms to the night of the starting was $100, and now they're, like, about 250 or so, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and then even we talked about last podcast, Luca twisted his ankle for 10 days. He was out, and his prices dropped crazy because people were being stupid. But, you know, uh, that's, that's the time to buy. Buy when uh, a guy's right. hurt. Buy when a guy's name isn't being mentioned. And buy, buy rookies who are sitting the bench, you know, and then sell, sell later, you know. Sell, sell right. everything when you feel it's the right time to sell. But, so at, yeah, at the, the last thing you want to do is sell when someone gets hurt. You know, like yeah. the guy gets hurt and yeah. now, now you want to sell like that. That's that's the worst thing, or you know, that you can do um, at that point. It, it forces you into a hold position, you know. Right. Because now at the end of the day, if we're even if we're comparing singles to, to, to boxes. Right. So the chances of that guy being in the box, we, we don't really know. I mean, obviously, no one's going to buy a, a, a prism box and be like, oh, there's a there's a there's definitely going to be a Lucas Silver in there. Right. So that's that's a chance on its own. But um, so like now with the prices where they are, right, because we, we've seen we've seen the prices even for this year be more at some point at the start than where they were kind of maxed out last year. And it's not even we can't even compare the, the class. You know, last year's rookie class is probably arguably the best that the NBA has probably ever seen so far. Um, for somebody who's new to the hobby and wants to get in. You know, is there is there a way for people to get in where they don't have to pay crazy prices of wax? Breaks, <laughs> breaks. Yeah, <laughs> that's where. Yeah, sports cards and buying yeah. breaks. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, and <laughs> and even the breaks are getting harder and harder to jump in, and when we realize that, you know, and uh, and we do we do the best to try to keep the prices reasonable for people. But yeah, I mean, that's going to be your your way to go target the players you want on certain teams so you can buy in on a break whether to pick your team or a random you know you hope for you know you hope to get some zions or whatever but um you know that's your way okay so now i have a couple teams so i didn't buy the whole box but everybody on those teams are going to come to me out of that box so it's a it's a cheaper way obviously you're not going to get the whole box but maybe uh you know you get some hits out of your favorite teams or your favorite players or something like that you know or whoever you're chasing at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, same thing. I mean, you know, we do ripping ships in the group. And, you know, if you're not going to – you can't find these hobby boxes in the store. You can't even find retail product in the store. 
So right. people people who wanna who wanna buy cards to rip open, um, you know, they like these ripping ships, and you know, so we try to find boxes that we can, you know, turn around and and sell prices for packs that are you know palatable for people that are you know that it's not so crazy expensive, you know. Um, so that's why I say when these prices settle back down, that's actually kind of good for the. For, for right now because you know people still want to buy cards they still want to rip cards uh the breakers still want to break people love the 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 entertainment factor of the breaks and the live ripping ships um but you know it, it quite frankly it was starting to get uh you know outpriced you know and, yeah and, right. i mean look you know? at us what yeah what did we start our t-mall breaks with mike oh my god i remember mike was doing t-mall breaks at like 55 60 bucks a spot you know yeah now it's forget like about it yeah, yeah. Uh, a thousand you know you pay you're paying 110 bucks for a spot in a in a in a t-mall select break you know and you could but stop. i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely and absolutely. that that's the risk you take um that's the risk you take and and but at the end of the day um, what is, what is your other option? If you're going to, if you're going to fork out 800 bucks for a hobby box, you might skunk on that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, like, and, and to kind of touch on what Mike said earlier, you know, about, um, about how he contains himself for ripping packs. Right. So like, it's almost like a help me help you scenario. Right. So yeah. you could buy into breaks, right. You could buy into breaks and, Mike is doing live ripping or, or Vinny or OJ, you guys are doing live ripping. So it's almost like, you know, you can make the money. The people can get what they're looking for as far as teams or, or players. And not only that, but you're getting the thrill of ripping the packs anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think Mike always says it too. It scratches his itch, you know? It's, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, that's why I like going live too, because I don't open my own shit. <laughs> but yeah. Yep. It, Right. Like I would rather, I would rather go live. Like I did the other night, we did the prison, like I did my own prison PYT break. Right. And you know, I just had so much fun ripping cards for other people because we Mm -hmm. had an audience and, you know, luckily enough, it was a good box where we did see like a Zion and a a silver Kawhi. So like we saw players that we wanted to see anyway. So, but just like as a breaker, right. Very, very low end breaker myself. Right. Um, Just the thrill of being able to see, you know, watch other people get excited over the cars that they're getting, or just if, even if they weren't in the break, they were just watching and be like, "Yeah, like that's awesome!" Like that makes me feel better than just sitting home in my basement by myself, ripping packs, and, yeah, and getting shit. It's a whole <laughs> other animal, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, my lady always says, "You know, do you get do you get upset when you pull a monster hit for somebody, like wishing you opened that yourself?" Absolutely you know, and not. it's like, no, I don't because a the ch- you know, I don't know what the chance is. No guarantee I was going to rip that myself. And B, um, you know, I enjoy ripping monster hits for people. And like you said, the reactions and the, you know, it's entertainment, you know, it, it, yeah. it really is. And, um, you know, it, it, it helps people. Like you said, it helps people help us. So, like, it helps me to not rip open that whole box. Now I'm ripping it open for other people. Yeah, obviously, I wish I could keep the monster hits. But that's, you know, that, it, it you know. I'd rather somebody else get the monster hit and then keep buying into more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, then, and then it makes everybody feel good and, and, and you know, and it's a, everybody's happy, you know? Right. And yeah. then to point and then to touch on Mike's breaks, because Mike does it like at least three breaks a day for five days a week, right? So, you know, whether it's one box or two boxes, but like, honestly, we call, we like, the joke is we call him King Midas because he keeps pulling like crazy stuff, right? So, he's got the call, Midas touch. He's got the Midas touch. So, 
when, when you're in a situation like that, I mean, the more stuff you pull at the end of the day, more people are going to want to buy in because like, oh my God, this guy's consistently pulling heat for me. Like even mm-hmm. the, with the prices yeah. as they are, I'm still getting great cards out of it, whether it's breaking even. And like Mike says all the time, just because you bought in for a hundred dollars and pulled a $30 card, it doesn't mean that you lost because yeah. you send that yeah. to PSA, you send it to BGS for 20, 30 bucks. You could triple your profits just by mm-hmm. just by grading the card, especially if it's of a good player. Right, mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, no, absolutely. I say it all the time, especially with the way prices are now with the grading and stuff. You know, just a base card, you make can make your money back on. And, yeah, uh, and, and even, like, grading in general, right? So, like, you guys did that on the last pocket, uh, podcast. Grading in general is still relatively affordable for the profits that people are returning on their cards that they're sending out. So, like... You know, even if you, you know, you have a $4,000 card, right? You send it out to get graded. It's now worth 10 grand, but that only costs you like 100, 200 bucks to grade. So, you know, even that's on the high end, on the low end, it could cost you 20 to to $65 to grade and you're still getting a high return on your money. So like, whatever. Yeah. I I mean, it turns your, it turns your $50 card into a $200 card and you might've put 50 bucks into it to get it graded, you know? Correct. So like, I I, I don't know, just like never feel, never feel bad about getting cards that you get and break, but you know, and and I feel like all that drives is what's dry is part of what's driving the wax price in and of itself. People are watching these breaks. They're seeing what's coming out of these boxes. Um, They're seeing the, you know, and that, that correlated with the player's performances um you know so it's like oh man this box you know i've i've watched a couple of these breaks um i see that he's pulling monster hits out of there and naturally the price of those boxes because people are, are seeing the kind of hits that are coming like that t-mall box i mean you're getting red waves you're getting gold waves you're getting all the regular silvers and everything that are normally in a, in a select box um you know and people are watching these gold lebron gold zion you yeah. know and, and it's like you know and and Naturally, they're willing to pay more for the boxes, and and the, and that's the prices go up, the demand goes up by yep. nature. The the, uh, and the demand, yep. baby, that's it. That's what keeps and, the economy rolling. <laughs> yeah, and then on the flip side, like we said, right now you got Zion and Ja out of the playoffs, and you know, and those other big rookies, Kobe White's not in it, R.J. Barrett's not in it. Um, you know, so like Rui Hachimura is not in it. So like the big name rookies out of this class are not really playing anymore. So um, that's why we're going to see a little bit of a settling of the price of the wax. And like I said, that could turn into some buying opportunities for people because best believe that, you know, come preseason basketball next year when people are reminded and, and they're seeing Lonzo throw alley-oops to, to Ja, I mean to Zion, and they're seeing Ja throw alley-oops to JJJ and shit. And and, you know, all of a sudden, watch those wax prices go back up because now right. everyone's going to start chasing again, you know? Right, exactly. So we only have about, like, uh, like three or four minutes left here. So, I, like, that was going to be my question, if we should expect any dips in the offseason. So, uh, you know, yeah. you, you touched on that point because of these big-name rookies now playing. And then, obviously, once the hype of the basketball season dies down, right. uh, we should expect – I mean, listen, we're not going to have a $700 box drop to 200 So, you know, don't go – you know – Right. If you're listening, but it don't might think drop that to five. Gonna, yeah, it might drop to right. five. So if and then next year go back notion. up to eight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll let I'll let you three kind of just take a minute or two to just put in your final your final uh, summary together for this. Like you know, so like now just to summarize what we talked about. What do you want your viewers to know? Like give us give us one or two points that you want the the listeners to 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 know. 
about I wax. want to tell them to set a mark in their head, uh, mm-hmm. price mark in their head, and let it go and forget it. Reinvest and also look for discrepancies. If a hobby box is going for X amount and the retail box is going for certain amount, jump on something because it'll move. It'll it'll follow up. Yeah, and you can look at previous years to find that correlation. So, like, you know, you can compare to 2018 and 17 and say, okay, well, this is a certain percentage difference of the hobby and the retail, or it's a certain dollar amount difference um, in these two years, but I'm not seeing that same difference in this year's product. You know, fill in the blanks on what year. Um, But those are the kind of discrepancies you're kind of looking for. Like, okay, well, if if 2018, uh, 18 prism retail is is 1500 bucks and you know 2019 prism retail settles back down at 650 then you know you know unless unless john and zion are complete bus then you know that you know they're going to go back up you know yes um it's just a matter of time yep. yeah i would uh i would say hold if you can hold on to the wax put some away put it in your closet forget about it you know Lock, Lock it, it away. Yeah. For real. Yes. I mean, you know, that way you don't have to worry about somebody twisting an ankle. You don't got to worry about, uh, you know, somebody being out. You know, the there's more than one player in that box. I mean, mm-hmm. I know everyone's seen that. Uh, that I mean, I know this is on a whole nother level, but that Jordan case is, oh, uh, yeah. you know, oh, saying one point eight yeah. crazy. Almost, right? Even if you had a, a hobby box from last year of Prism from Luca. I mean, yeah. look at it. or Giannis. I mean, that. I mean, I, I, we weren't in the hobby then, doing what we're doing now when Giannis. Right. But I mean, really, that wasn't that long ago. No. I mean, there's plenty you, of guys that are holding prism. Yeah, you even look at this year, Zion. Right, Zion was the highest touted prospect coming into the league since LeBron. So I'm not gonna go souring on him just out of you know. One small sample size here. So if Zion does end up turning into, look, nobody's going to be a Jordan, but something close to a LeBron or a Jordan, then these boxes will be $2,000, you know, in in four years, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know. Well, in closing, I just want to say, if you can't buy boxes, just come to Above the Rim and buy into Brace. (laughs) Plug it. Plug it. Shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, and, and even just for me, I mean, uh, I'm just going to say my little one thing and then Mike, you can close this out. But like, you know, I was, I'm not really one on big on saving wax. I mean, you know, part of me wishes I did, but listen, I pulled the, I pulled the shit ton of great cards out of it. So I kind of got lucky on that standpoint. Um, so yeah, like Mike said, if you can hold it, like, you know, think of, think of it as like a possible, like, uh, like your own little savings account, right? Just, just stash it away. And, you know, at some point in time, no matter when you want to sell it, it's always going to have a profit. You're always going to make money on it. So if you can, like I said, if you can hold it, hold it. But you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> if, you, if ripping is your life, dude. Fuck it. Rip, rip away. away. Dude. Rip away. Fuck it. That's it. Away. Yeah, everybody. I appreciate you as always. You know, come visit us at Above the Rim Sports Cards on Facebook, on Instagram. You know, hit us up. We appreciate everybody. Thanks again. We're out. Yes.